You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. I want to represent a on-principle discussion that we had over two years ago, myself and John Kroll, about the phenomena of coming out as uh, a homosexual in modern high schools and in yeshiva schools. And where it was then is somewhat different than it is now, but I think it's still quite uh, relevant, especially some of the issues that we touched on and the attitude uh, that John Kroll uh, evinced there and those schools and some of the things that we're banding about. I have to say that looking, re- listening to the program again, uh, two years <laughs> removed, over two years removed, um, there are some things that have changed. Uh, so without going into the program and editing it uh, greatly, obviously, you know, our, the on principle program does not uh, is not weekly anymore. It's a monthly program, which I still hope uh, our listeners uh, appreciate it. Um, and, you know, some of the other things which are part of the, I guess, the growth steps of maturity in this podcast realm. But instead of cutting it apart and, and, and taking the time, I, I, I wanted to drop it for this week uh, as something that is it's worthwhile because I think the issues are, are, are so here it is basically unedited from the time it was done a couple of years ago. I hope you get something from it. Shalom. This is On Principle, Challenges in Jewish Education, our 26th program. And I'm here with our uh, monthly co-host. I told co-host. you. I told wow. you. Yes. Didn't as a co-host. This is yeah, a yes. You get the you, – you now – you do now more than just uh, – I'd like to request that my pay be doubled because of that. Yes, you will be getting a lot of more Somalians and Confederate money yeah. sent your yes. way. Yes, Rabbi Jonathan Kroll, uh, principal prime of Salanta Akiva Riverdale. And um, as we uh, uh, embark on our 26th program, um, we're thinking about the challenges in Jewish education. And of course, uh, there are many. And let's really step beyond all those things that have needled us and worried us and confined us in COVID and look to what's really happening. And I think one of the things that uh, has occurred is, and this is something that uh, you can hear a lot of this from our Aguda friends and others, that the normalization, perhaps, the openness and acceptance of um, students who are identifying themselves as homosexual or gay or whatever it is in the schools, in Orthodox schools. Now, I want to stay away from the legislation, uh, whether it's on state or national level, um, demanding students have the right to, to, let's let's, let's put that off the table. This is about Jewish education. And we know, and you know, from your involvement uh, as the principal you are, that at one time had been something that was dealt with, I guess, secretly or very discreetly and sending someone to a therapist. It's now very much, it's now definitely much more out in the open. And we have um, students 
guess boys and girls, young men and women, who are identifying themselves as um, uh, gay or lesbian, and they want completely not to throw off the bonds of 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 the Torah and of Judaism. They actually, I think you've told me, many of them throughout the spectrum are really some of the best students in the school, completely buying into every other aspect of what we would call the normative uh, Jewish education with, 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 with its moral guidelines and uplifted ideas, right, John? I think that's right. I'd say like this. I cert- my experience has been that there is a wide range of, you know, students who will identify as, uh, as gay. Um, I say wide range, wide range of kids with their attitudes towards Judaism also. It's like you have, like, it kind of corresponds to like the overall student body. In other words, it doesn't necessarily skew in one direction. You've got kids who are much more invested, motivated into things at this point in lives and kids who are less. And, you know, again, my point is that it does not sort of skew in one direction just because one's, you know, um, has same-sex attraction. Okay, I, I I didn't mean to say that there was a correlation between right. students that identified themselves as gay with academic excellence or devotion. What I was just trying to say is is that that it's like you, it, it, it's I guess it's a greater anomaly for someone like myself to hear about it in that way. And I think for many like of this. us, listen, I've been around this in, in the high school chinuch now for. Um, almost 25 years, and this to me has been the greatest sea change in terms of what things were kind of like normal and expected and regular um, when I first kind of got in the game and what's normal, regular, and expected now. It was relatively inconceivable, um, I think when I started off in Chinook, that somebody who was gay um, would choose to live within the Frum community and be a member of the from community and contribute community and want to be a part of that from community. It was inconceivable. I just didn't, I mean, I didn't know anybody. Um, I didn't know any of any students and, you know, um, just didn't exist as to, as opposed to nowadays, um, depending on what neighborhood you live in, where, what schools you can go to, there are schools that are much more welcoming and friendly uh, for, could be gay couples, gay singles. And, you know, gay young men and women have begun to imagine themselves as being parts of the Orthodox community. And I would say one of the challenges that I sort of see for myself as something of a, I guess, something of a gatekeeper in a certain measure within my small slice of the Orthodox community is a question I have to like really like look myself in the mirror and say, if a, you know, um, a student, a gay student says to me, would do you want to make me feel welcome in the from Orthodox community? I'd like to be here. Do you want me here or would it be easier for you or better for you if the Orthodox community had us go elsewhere? Um, that's a real question. I got, that's like my simple yom. That's the kind of thing that happens. And I, and I, um, you know, I think that that's something that I'd like to kind of play something of a role in making sure that, you know, gay young men and women would feel um, there is a, a space for them within the Orthodox community. Without necessarily altering their their gender uh, 
connection in terms of where they or, or what they see themselves, their, their gender attraction. Let, let me ask you, um, in terms of the school itself, and then we're going to get into the DeLorean and go back uh, in time a little bit. But before we do that, let's talk about what happens, let's say, you know, in SAR. Are the students um, not affected? I mean, does it, first of all, does it become part of school life that people, that the kid will say, yeah, he's gay, and that he tells other students Here's, about it? Yeah. Does that Here's happen? This is, a, this is the kind of thing that also is totally different than when uh, I was in high school, even uh, when you were in high school, or even when we, be, we began our careers work with high school kids. Kids don't care. That's the, the kids nowadays, um, they, they, they don't care. Again, other exceptions. Some kids still will use a slur here and there. Yeah, but it's really the small minority, the overwhelming majority of kids are growing up in a world that is very much, you know, uh, the culture of like, if you're, we you just don't care what you, what you do with your own sex, you know, your own sex life. Nobody cares about that. And so students, um, it's not an issue. Like, like, you know, you, you think it's a big deal. What, how is it? How are the, you know, the, the, the peers going to react when somebody says that they're gay? They don't care. That's what it comes down to. They, right. they really, and, and a good way don't care. I mean, I don't mean like, they oh they they oh I don't care about you no no they actually say like oh I I, I it's like you like wear you penny you it's like you wear penny loafers or you or you have your hair in a cumber in a bun or something it doesn't really uh, mean anything more than that no one no again by and large the peers the teenagers twenty things don't look at this as an issue uh, with the same level of like you know kind of alarm or importance that the older generation does they're growing up in a different world you know like yes. you know the, the, and that, 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 up right and that world you know it's been it's been remarked upon it's been analyzed and shown um uh, there's a very great episode of one of my favorite podcasts off of our platform by shankar vidanta called um hidden brain and i think i've sent you some links to that where he talks about how the people who are involved in the women's movement or civil rights or rights for african-americans are sort of jealous of about how quickly uh, acceptance of a gay lifestyle has entered into the American consciousness, yeah. right and I'm left, saying, even in the, in the right states, the blue states, the red states, there's a complete, it, it, it's like it, it has become neutralized to the point that, yes. you know, that, that no one cares. And obviously that is going to spill over in our culture as well, that we're going mm-hmm. to have that so type was, of attitude. I would say one one thing I um, I'll just point out that you mentioned like how's what would happen in school. Just to be clear, one of the things I feel like as a principal in a yeshiva high school that makes my life a little bit easier, perhaps than let's uh, say a person who's the the rub of a shul, is that when you're in high school, whether you're saint, whether you're gay or whether you're straight, everything is usher. Now, if you're not married, everything is usher. So it, there's no um, you know, challenges particularly unique in the actual kind of like school policy about behavior that makes something uh, particularly challenging for me. If you're, you know, uh, a guy and a girl are not allowed to engage in any kind of intimacy when you're single, and a guy and a guy aren't allowed to engage in any sexual intimacy when there's, you know, so in other words, it's it's like it's certain. It I get to a certain luxury almost, I'd say, in my position of avoiding addressing some of the more challenging things, which I think shul rabbis 
um, do have to address. You know, uh, and so in that sense, it's a little bit, you know, it's, it's, it's again, it's, it's because what I'm pointing out, it's like to a large extent, it's not a major issue in the lives of this in the oh, life of the school. Okay, because you're saying the official policy, let's say an SAR or maybe Ramaz, is there shouldn't be any open expressions of sexuality anyway between anyone. That's not part of what should happen during the school uh, time. Well, I would, but I'd say I'd say more than that. Not just that, that not school policy. It's halachically, it's it's usher. It's oh, okay. Us. Okay. So let you know. Look, let, let me push back just a little bit on yeah. this, um, because you know I taught in your alma mater, the school that you went to high school in. Um, mm-hmm. I taught in the academy, and 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 Ida Crown, and very often I would catch, not catch. I would just happen to notice boys and girls in the hallway, in going up the stairs, in the stairwell. You know, smooching and uh, cuddling and enjoying each other. And I don't remember if I saw that as often in SAR, maybe because of the open uh, classrooms and stuff like that. But I, again, it, that does occur, right? There's a, there, there's hand holding and this and 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 definitely, uh, uh, you know, it, right? That does. I I don't know. Listen, maybe maybe. In my alma mater, I don't. Maybe you taught there a couple of years after I had graduated. I think I, I don't. Right. I didn't see all that much going on when I. Uh, no, but, but the point. I'll say it this: I, I don't know if I agree precisely, but I'll, I'll, I'll grant you something though, which is to say that if a you know I, I don't I again, I don't see that ever happening. But if it did happen, that I you know you walk in a stairwell after hours and you see a guy and a girl, um, would the reaction be the same if it was a guy and a guy? I don't know the answer. The question I haven't been there, but I, I, I do, but, but, but as, as to, but the bottom line is that I, I think that there is a recognition amongst the student body. Um, this is not, you know, ev- even, you know, igno- ignoring what's mutter and what's usser. Um, that as far as school policy goes, you don't engage in anything, even if you don't care about that. Okay, look, John, you don't remember the, the I don't know what they called it, but it was basically a prom. Basically, the academy had something like, because I had students. I wait second, Winter I had, review. I, winter winter review. review. Yes. I had yes. students. I had students who would not show up because they had to go to the hairdresser or the beauty parlor or whatever it was, because that night they were going to take out the winter review. Now, I don't SAR. Does I don't win, know. Do you think does Winter Review still exist? Do you think in in, in Ida Kron? I don't know. <laughs> All Winter I know review. is that there was corsages. Corsages, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, there were corsages. Okay. Right now, again, can you again? Would would uh, would that you know a, a fellow yeah. would take another fellow or a woman I a girl would take yeah. another girl? Yeah, I haven't encountered that to be honest with you yet. Um, I imagine I will encounter that. I'm not sure how I'd address that to be perfect. Because I, I, look, SAR and other schools don't have uh, events where, you know, there's like the beginning of a sort of a, of, of a romantic budding relationship, but they don't have that in, in any official sanctioned way in the school. No, but I'm saying, but that, but that doesn't mean that the issue wouldn't come up. I mean, I was like, okay. uh, you know, like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, un- although there's no official sort of like, you know, forum, you know, a guy, a guy you know, kids know if there's a, a boyfriend and a girlfriend, um, you know, conceivably happened with uh, two okay. members of the same sex also. All right. All right. Before we get into the DeLorean, like I said, let's yeah. talk a little bit about the reality. And the reality is, is that 
it's not that it's more prevalent, let's say, in a modern Orthodox school. I would assume this is occurring in Beis Yaakov's and occurring in Yeshivos as well. And I, I wonder, now, obviously, you don't necessarily have a pipeline to them. We've talked about it. But can you speculate, since you are a principal, what, what, what do you think could happen in the yeshivish places today where – these, you know, these, these, these fellows, these young men and, and women in Beis Yaakov's and Yeshivas high schools. What do you see happening there? I mean, is it just a hard powder to say? I, yeah, hard to say. I don't really know the answer to the question, but I would say probably similar to what it was in like the, the communities that I'm more familiar with. But you know, a bunch of years ago, which would be that, you know, you I, I, again, my experience has been that you would have sometimes you'd have somebody who um, would you know, choose to move outside. Once they got out of, you know, sort of a young adults in their 20s, they would move outside the community where they felt that they would be able to kind of like live a full, filling, ex- fully expressed uh, kind of sex- sexual life as part of their, you know, they might go to another, live within a Jewish community, but in a, a different stream, a different denomination. Um, or you'd have people who would um, be single and, you know, kind of, struggle with um their own like you know okay battles or you know people would, would get who would get married um and live you know i assume unfulfilled um sexual life okay so two-thirds of those uh equations you know again whether it's purgatory or not but but the one can argue but one of those options, which is leaving it and saying, I can't be part of this, is obviously a much, it, it, it's it, on all levels, everybody would have to say, is much worse than what, let's say, it would occur within the modern Orthodox world. Now, as the modern Orthodox world, in those yeshivas, let's call it Frisch, S-A-R, or any yeah. of the schools all over the planet, the, that type of expression would find a more understanding ear, and therefore probably that person would land within a world of Shmira Samitzos and Avodas Hashem, right? So we have. I think so. I think that that's that. that I, I I agree with that uh, assertion, and that's um, both from the perspective of like caring about individuals and like their own sort of like you know struggles that they might come talk to me about or just like want to be addressed. Caring about this as human beings who I want to like be kind to and be welcoming and good to. And also from the perspective of the of the, the you know, Jewish community, yeah, this is so, I, I can like they, they, they want people want to be part of uh, want want to daven in a minion and, and contribute to to Talmud Torah and be a part of that. Well, I can I, I don't know where it's going to end. I used to be able to say that. Oh, what what are you going to? Where's this going to end? And no, I, I don't feel I'm not a navi. I don't know, and I I just don't I don't I'm not comfortable using the slippery slope argument to prevent somebody from doing something that to me seems like totally the right thing to do at this point. So, right. And again, I, I would say just the counter argument, although I don't teach in those yeshivas, although if anybody wants to hire me, I might think about it. Probably not though, at this point in my dotage, but if I would, but, but two third, again, again, they, they would argue back. Well, look, we might lose a third, but the two thirds that we retain at least we feel we did not compromise and we did not say, you know, we didn't admit, let's put it on the table, that this could be sanctioned. 
In other words, it's, it's almost similar to the Akeda that everybody trots out, right? That where you have, where you have a community where they say, this is mutter or this is the law, it's much worse than doing it secretly. In other words, it's much, I, uh, right? And, and you, you've heard that Akeda I, I, I brought think, up I, all I think, the time. I think it's a, you know, again, it's, it's a logically defensible position. It makes a lot of, it makes sense to me. I just, um, it, it's not, I, don't know, I, I, I respect that position, and I think yeah. that I think it's I think what's going to end up happening is that it will it, it likely will be. Um, can I, where is it going to end? I don't know. Will it likely end up somewhere similar to the way that women's issues have sort of like fallen on different like you know lines on a different points on a spectrum between um, more Haredi and more modern communities? Could be. In other words, if you 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 know it could be if you're if you're davening in Satmar, your machitz is going to look different than if you're davening in a modern Orthodox place. And so somebody might be more comfortable in one more. Somebody you might you might hear women give shiurim in one shul, but not give shiurim in a more. Okay, so so somebody may have to make their call about which places they feel more comfortable going to, which places is something they want to identify with. I, I see I see that happening in a similar way, probably you know as we go down this road. Yeah. What I would just say, and, and I'm getting the, I'm about the DeLoreans uh, yes. ready. It's uh, it's about to go back in. I've we have mm-hmm. our we have our Pomeranian. It's not going to be that big uh, furry dog that Christopher mm. Lloyd had, but the Pomeranian's ready to come with me on the on on the on the trip down in the back to the 70s. But what I would say uh, is that uh, when we uh, talk about, let's say in your area and in, in your schools, you know. Is it is it right maybe to have the guidance counselor or whatever just have a you know schedule a little talk and mention at least the halakhic opinion let's say that was attributed to Rav Chaim I'm sorry to the Briskarov that a person who has um, uh, feelings only for men and not for women is potter from Pru or Vu. He doesn't have to be Makayim that mitzvah. Uh, it's a Kaddish Baruch is not mitzvah, a person to do something which is so against yeah. their teva. You know, again, you, we're so worried. Yes, I, yes, I agree. A hundred percent. I think that you, I, I don't want to come, I don't want to, you know, kind of pretend something is, I don't want to like paint a picture that's not um, accurate in the interest of being, uh, you know, not upsetting someone's feelings. I think that we should, you know, if you talk with somebody, talk with anybody in a transparent, open way in which you're kind of laying out what's, you know, presented the whole sugyo, so to speak, um, that's the right thing to do. I I think it would be a a disservice to present something that's too skewed in in one direction, even if that might be more... um, sort of like you know less upsetting to somebody okay if you if you love somebody and care for them and 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 like genuinely you know uh want to be helpful then you can have a conversation that may not be so easy but is like honest. and and i think would be condemned by you know non-affiliated jews and by the secular world how how dare you bring this person what's wrong he's such a well-adjusted person why did he have to hear about this i mean so what i would undoubtedly yes undoubtedly you face this this kind of here this is the reality that uh you know that, that there's criticism honest criticism to be you know, leveled towards a, something that I'm suggesting from multiple sides. I, I totally. Well, get it. I, I would hope again that you would have the courage to, with, with without 
sacrificing an iota of love and concern and respect for that person to let them know, hey, look, we happen to know you've, 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 you've told us about your proclivities. We need to tell you this because halacha has not changed. Um, and and yes. the law is still the law. And, but you should know that you shouldn't necessarily feel that your life has to be a lie. There is a world that is open to you, and at least people could hear that. I'm not talking about what is that theory that's called reparation theory. I'm not talking about that necessarily. I'm not even talking about that at all. Preparative, preparative. Yeah, yeah. Preparative. I, I, I'm just I talking, I'm talking about yes. look. We, yeah. As opposed to saying nice. you're probably. And I, I think that's something which I think a lot of people who listen to this program are happy to hear. And they say, "What? You know what? Oh, the, it isn't just oh, it's the wild west out there. Sar is really the same as Hobe I, Bay. I, I agree with you okay. in this in this regard. Um, and okay. I think that listen, each individual conversation also is different. Okay, but, so yeah. now okay, so now I'm back in. You know, I've gone into the uh, DeLorean. I opened yes. it up, and I'm back Roads. in. We yes, don't need roads. Right. But I'm actually going to the back where I'm going back to the past. Right. Uh-huh. Right. So you're right. The road, however, is definitely a bumpy one. And the road is actually the um, the the hard floors in my uh, dormitory room back in. In my yeshiva. Which is going to remain unnamed where I was asked by another student. Now, that student had, had tutored me uh, to help pass a number of very difficult um, tests in math that I was always very weak in. And uh, you know, I was really very um, looked up to this fellow because he was so good in math and he spent time, uh, made time to explain everything to me and to make sure that uh, I would at least get a 70. You know, and then one night after, you know, we had walked back from one of the classrooms and studying and I was in my dorm room. Yeah, he approached me uh, and he was telling me how much he liked me and how much he enjoyed our conversations and how much he appreciated what I did. And he asked to kiss me and he wanted to kiss me. And I didn't, you know, I sort of knew and didn't knew and what he was after. And I said, no, no. And then he said, well, no, no, well, maybe I can just kiss you on the head. And, you know, just to show affection. I don't know if he used that, that term, but and even there, I, I said, I know, I, I really don't think it's right. And this really, really threw me. Um, and um, you know, I, I never really thought when I thought about this, this fellow, I never thought about him. Um, and, and we you know, remained friends afterwards. But I never, you know, went around thinking, well, yeah, that, that, that person's gay, that person's, uh, you know, He's 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 homosexual, or he has that's those tendencies. I, I I almost put it sort of in the back of my memory bank, uh, and you know, we we hardly spoke about it afterwards. They, you know, I, I don't know what's going on here, um, and I didn't realize, of course, how this was something that was you know, very prevalent and everywhere. And of course, we sort of like had blinders on uh, about this. Now, it could be, John, that when you take, this goes back to one of our uh, on principles, which I think you can still find somewhere, where we talked about co-education. And it could be, this is sort of like the prison idea. It isn't about male versus female. It's about 
having a, a, a school where you've put a bunch of boys together, where this is where this is going to happen. But I think part of us are our incredible, immense ignorance. We knew and we had very pejorative terms for people that were gay. Um, you know, we, we said it all the time. It was the ultimate insult. You wouldn't be able to say it today. Um, but it's the same word the English use for a cigarette. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And 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 maybe some people have said that has to do with the fact that there was an idea of burning people at the stake. I don't know. I've heard people make that 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 comparison, why that became the term uh, for a homosexual. But anyway, the point was, it was like, wow. And we it was sort of like we knew about it, but we didn't realize how prevalent it was and how and, and how it was really part of almost everyday life. Um, and it was subsumed, not spoken about, not dealt with. Um, in fact, when we wanted, when this felt, and I'm thinking about it, how we were so oblivious to the the, the obvious reality in front of our face uh, that was going on, and and the anger, the tension. Um, it, it, it seems again almost like a, a fever dream when you think about it. It's it, it has it has and 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 I and I. And I remember that this was my closest experience to really being propositioned. Um, I think in any way, almost to tell you the truth. <laughs> I would say this, that's the best. That's probably the, that's probably the best. That's probably the, the proposition. That's probably the first and only real proposition I've ever had. But the point was, is that it was, it, it was really, and, I, and it took me about 15 or 20 years to like figure out what that was. Okay, let's go with you now. Okay, now we got into the DeLorean and we turned it on to go about 10 years in the future. Anything that you remember from your uh, high it school? Was the, it, it was inconceivable when I was in high school that somebody would come out as gay. Um, it didn't happen Nobody, I can, I'm, I knew afterward, I found out that I had some classmates who were gay. And I'm sure that those classmates, like your classmates, were also, you know, subject to, you know, awful thing here, have, having heard awful things of the way that, you know, um, people in the, you know, typical high school kid in the 1980s would also use, you know, gay slurs for sure. I think that from, you know, but there was, I didn't know anybody. I didn't think I knew anybody. Just say this. I didn't think I knew anybody. And now you look at the numbers. The numbers are such like it's what about four percent, five percent, three percent. I think different numbers about what percent of the population um, is in the U.S. is gay. And that would mean that there's a you know that's a decent number of people who I probably knew growing up, growing up, uh, who who are gay. Now I, I just say like one of the things that for me again, if I look at sort of like the time machine, how different it is, how it was inconceivable that one would come out as gay. And similarly, it was also inconceivable that one would come out as gay and imagine him or herself within the Orthodox community. That's just different now. And I would say for myself, one of the things that has been most um, important for me in my role, both as like a, uh, like a human being and as a educator and as somebody who has, like, you know, sometimes some position of authority as an educator, it's like talking to people who are gay about like what it's like being in yeshiva and hearing some of those things. It's just like you, you change person. In other words, it becomes in a real way, it becomes so much more, I'd say acute addressing the issue. Um, once you're talking to, once you can like, you know, it's not theoretically, you're not learning a sugya, but you're actually talking about human beings um, makes you, 
kind of like think about things differently. That's, I think that's why, you know, I think much, some has been written about the different attitudes sometimes about, uh, you know, poskim or, rab- or rabbonim in shuls as opposed to Rosh Yeshiva sometimes. Again, I'm, I'm not sure if that, if that binary is, you know, so, is, it always bears uh, truth that I, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily, my experience is not that it's like that, but I, I understand that. You know, the, the, the trope would be that somebody who's like living in the ivory towers doesn't know what it's like to encounter somebody. And therefore you're making um, sort of like comments and, or decisions that are not, that are, that are less attached to reality than let's say a rub of a shul who is dealing with, uh, you know, everything on the ground. Yeah. I would say there have been a lot of, um, you know, even in the from the eighties on, um, if you take a look at some of the literature that 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 was published, whether it's by Norman Lamb, Rokadali Schwartzatzal had an article that he allowed to be published um uh in in, in Hadarom in the eighties, which is when you were in high school. And um there was always, I think, a undercurrent of concern. There was not this uh damning cotton mather uh burn at the stake type of attitude. And I think that's always been there. I think there's been a lot of um, um, dissatisfaction with some of the AIDSs, but I think there's always been a sense of we cannot r- recoil in hatred. We cannot damn this. I think that, I think that's been, yeah. well, let me, but let me, so, and I think that's been consistent. Can I say one, because that's one thing before you go on to this, I'd say one of the things that is interesting, which is, a student once said this to me, and I found it to be very, um, and it resonated a lot with me. A student said to me that he wants to be not just tolerated, but to be welcome, which is like a, you know, you know, to be tolerated is like, you know, I, I get that's like the minimum that people that you can do. I, and I'm not sure what I'm asking you, but like, I want to feel like I'm welcome here. Not just, not just that you tolerate me, but would prefer I didn't exist. What I am worried about is that in the yeshivish uh, uh, high schools and things, and I want to get to my real point in a minute, yeah, sure. is that they, that if that is on the table, the same way if you say you have a TV, you can't be in the yeshiva, I would assume that there is not going, that line is going to be firm. And and unfortunately, because of the fact that these kids are raised in the yeshivish places, there, the parents are going to feel a sense of guilt, and and there isn't going to be an easy way. What I would hope would happen behind the scenes is that there should, and I've told you this because I, I, you know, I, I as I, as you know, to quote um, uh, Peter Parker's uncle Ben, with great power comes great responsibility. It's a, it's a line that Kivalevich said in his first sheer at SAR. You might remember when I gave my sheer dogma. You've mm-hmm. got power. You have the responsibility. I think you could reach out beyond, maybe to some of the schools, the like uh, uh, Derek Harris in, in in Brooklyn and beyond, and create and say, look, if this occurs, we want you to know that we will take those students, and we want to be able to talk to the parents about it, and they shouldn't necessarily see what I'm, I'm going to send my kid to Apicarsis. No, look, look. Right. And, and and I think if there is that talking going on, whether it's the Aguda or Young Israel, whoever is part of it, these kids are not going to be demonized, and the chances for losing a third won't be there. Let's talk about where I think I'm going to – I, I, I my, my guts is to be Tevya and say there is no other hand. When we talk about um, 
trans uh, uh, genderism. When we talk about the idea that the student wants to, uh, has, has, has come out, not just as gay, but I am female, I am not really male. Here's an area that I think is, is, has been fused, I, I think incorrectly, but has been fused onto gay rights and gay tolerance. And that is the trans. And we know that is a mu- it, it, yeah. not, you can ask Nati or anybody else or Tully or any of those people about where they hold in on that. But I don't, yeah. or, or even your Susker cats who, and all, I mean, two of those three people are people I know and I've had big conversations with. I can't see any Pesach over there. And, 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 and I'm not, this to me is the most frightening element of it. And yeah, I, I think, so. what, what do you I, think? I, I have a, 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 I share similar concerns. And if I may formulate a little bit differently, I do think that I agree with you that, that, um, address, addressing all of the kind of the LGBTQ as one category is, uh, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that person. So listen, I, I don't, and I don't, I, and again, I, yeah, but, but I, that is going to much, happen. It's like but, interesting. Yeah, yeah, correct. But it's one it's, second. It's more than interesting. It's going to happen. It's, it's going to make sure. it. No, and, 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 what I was going to say is interesting is that you have like the, um, you know, something like, um, whereas it's almost like addressing the issue of. Um, gay Jews is almost becoming, again, we're having a nice conversation, almost like passe. Okay, what's the next thing now? Is I, I, I understand. I, don't, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't thought about it, um, I think, enough to actually voice something that's going to sound coherent and, like, you know, intelligent. But I agree with you that, that isn't, yeah, that's got to be figured out, and that's a big deal. That's very, I think it is different. Yeah, I, and I, I, again, you're going to have students that are going to say, I'm in the process of, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we will. No doubt about that. You're going to have students who say, I'm in the process of transitioning. They say, Rabbi Kroll, I'm in the process of transitioning. I want to use a different bathroom. Yeah, 100%. This is, this, this is the, this will be, I guess, the topic for the next on principle. But I don't have, yeah. I don't have give, coherence. Give you, about. give you a month or so to yeah. think about. But I think this is really where the yeshiva world, you know, yeah. says we have got our, our, our finger in the dam. And we're we're going to stop that. And and again, I, I mm-hmm. you who don't have your finger in the dam, who really have a more embraceive and understanding, but I still think there needs to be a cohesive policy yeah. uh, articulated by your brainy people. Yeah, about, we haven't about, done that yet. Yeah, but I agree. I, I I accept that challenge. Yeah. Okay, and I and, and I'm sure that you guys will be able to meet it. And uh, all right, all right, that's it, my friends, for this week of On Principle. Hopefully, uh, we will get John to agree to meet us every two weeks, perhaps, because as our as our as by the you know, our ratings are going up so much. Take care, John. Almost. Okay, take care. Yes, be well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.